This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And on the line I've got uh, none other than the Labour member for Hamilton West, Gaurav Sharma. Good morning. Gaurav Brian, thank you for having me on your show again. There we are, a bit, bit light on the uh, sound there. Maybe you have to speak is up that, a bit. Is that, is that better? Yeah, a little bit better, yeah. We'll try and go from there. How's that? Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. Well, it's good to have you there. And, uh, hey, the um, changes to the mandates, has uh, protesters' uh, British pressure had any effect? Um, well, look, as I said, I think last time we talked about it, uh, you know, uh, there, there will be a time when mandates will be removed. Yep. Uh, it's not the time now. Uh, you know, we are still getting towards a peak in Omicron. Uh, but, you know, protesters have made their point. You know, people have obviously listened to what they have had to say. Yep. And, and, the, and you know, and, and government is reviewing, you know, all the science based on things. Uh, and I'm sure in a few months' time, you know, uh, when things are better, we've gone through the peak of Omicron, you know, the government will review these mandates again. Yeah, surely. Oh, that's good to hear that one, and uh, because I think it is important. And uh, let's have a look at the uh, borders were open with Australia. That is a big uh, one for us. That's right. And, uh, you know, uh, we are hearing from a lot of families um, who are finally, again, able to travel again. You know, obviously, people were travelling during the, the initial bubble we had, uh, before we went into those lockdowns last year. Uh, so it's been good to see families being able to travel back and forth. Yep. Uh, even for, you know, I've had, um, I know a couple of families who've traveled because of funerals, uh, you know, so some important events that in the past was a little bit, uh, you know, required a little bit more logistical uh, consideration. Yep. So it's been really good to see uh, people to be able to do that. And also the fact that now, you know, people don't have to isolate if they're not, Positive, which is again really good. Yes, although well, I think that is a, a big one there because it uh, was getting people down, and of course, the, uh, uh, the hotels are coming back to be hotels now, too, as well. That's right, and you know, and that's something the council had talked about earlier on because. Uh, as we go into having events, we've, we've had the Cricket World Cup at the moment. Yep. It just means that, uh, you know, obviously there is that need for um, the hospitality industry as well and for accommodations to come back up. Yep. Too. Yep. So I think that that's going to be quite positive in that respect too. But the COVID, of course, is having an economic effect, particularly on uh, the uh, people running restaurants and things like that. Um, will that lighten up a bit? Uh, yeah, so look, yesterday I was at Centre Place uh, Mall. Yep. And I went to talk to quite a few businesses and, and spent time, you know, just trying to um, listen to their um, concerns. And, and I do agree, a lot of them said, especially in the weekdays, they haven't had as many uh, people come in. Right. And, uh, and you know, and there's, and there's a few different reasons here. First of all, um, you know, the overall foot traffic in, in CBD is less. And that's got to do with the fact that a lot of people are still working from home. Yes. Just how the, the nature of work has changed. Um, the other thing is, I think around, especially around council, because you know council has quite a few thousand employees, and and I think there's a little bit of uh, push from businesses to get council to say that their staff members should uh, come in and work from uh, from council buildings. 
Yep. Uh, that would obviously have a you know downstream effect on all the businesses around all the shops and restaurants, especially. Um, and I know council is considering that. Uh, ran into the CEO at one of their cricket World Cup matches, actually, along with uh, with the mayor and some of the councils, and that's what we did talk about. Mm. Um, so, so that is obviously one of the issues. And I think that the next point is also because we have quite a few Omicron case numbers at the moment. Um, yeah. People are trying to be cautious and not going um, to the malls as much as they would like. But, but I've been told that the weekends are actually really good. So I, I went in on a weekend and they said it was really good, but it was the Monday to Friday uh, that was having the biggest impact. Yeah. Well, I was in town and uh, walked down Victoria uh, well, about a week ago and I found there wasn't as many people as usual. Uh, but when I went, went into my area, I live in Dinsdale and went in there, the shops were buzzing all over the show. So maybe the suburban ch- shops are doing OK. So that's right. And I think we've seen that across, um, you know, across the last two years uh, as well. And that's really just because, you know, when you're working from home, you still go to your local takeaway shop and yeah. your dairy uh, and the restaurant, and and if you're working from home, I think a lot of people are still doing Uber Eats yep. or you know take, doing takeaways, but not as many people are then coming to the to the middle of the city, mm. uh, and that's just you know the nature of it. If you live in Denzel, you know you wouldn't really come to CBD, and then there's obviously you know parking issues and all that sort of stuff too, sure. uh, to add to to add to it. So so that that's one of the big um, challenges I guess with inner city area. How do you uh, moving forward, because you know, as you see, these um, workplace uh, behaviours have changed. I think a lot more people will be working from home in the next five, ten, twenty years, because that's what people are now getting used to. Yeah. So, how do we uh, make sure that our inner city um, shops and hospitality businesses are are doing well? Yeah, that's going to be a big one. I think the government needs to keep its finger on that one. One of the uh, changes that's coming up are the three waters one, and I know a lot of councils are not happy about. Uh, the three waters plan that the uh, government bring in at the moment or hoping to bring in. Any comment on that? Yes, uh, look, I know there's been a lot of debate um, around it, both, both in favour of and against. And, and I do receive uh, an enormous amount of um, emails and correspondence regarding this. Uh, but, you know, the, you have to, I guess people have to see why we're doing this, right? The reason behind it is that um, the infrastructure is crumbling. And a lot of councils don't have the the money, the know-how, the the long-term plan on how to fix it, how to you know keep maintaining the uh, infrastructure. So it's important that you know if if it was done in a central manner, it just means that you know you don't have those um, short-sighted plans, mm. and people can get the best value out of these infrastructure. There's also obviously, you know, concern from people from ratepayers that um, their rates will go up, and there's no indication to say that, you know, that the rates will actually go up. Um, so I think that's been one of the misconceptions people keep thinking that because it's going to move from uh, a regional body to a yeah. more central organisation, that somehow they'll be ending up paying uh, more rates around it. Well, there we go. And uh, just to uh, round things out there, what do you see as some of the most pressing needs? that need to be addressed in the year ahead? Well, uh, I guess, uh, you know, in terms of what I'm seeing, so, you know, we've done these constituent clinics that I've talked to you about a few times. Yep. Um, so last few weeks, uh, we were at the Citizens Advice Bureau, we were at the Western Community Centre, Te Whare Kokonga, and the All Saints Community Church. Yes. And I've got another eight coming up in the next sort of two and a half weeks or so. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, there's lots of issue. Housing is obviously a big one. 
uh, and that's got to do with you know people either they're trying to uh, move into a transition housing or they're moving into a permanent housing, uh, and you know it is challenging yeah. uh, to get the rents, uh, rental properties, even on a commercial scale, not just not just through Kangora, but even people are saying you know uh, can you help me with a reference just to get into a, a housing with Kangora um, or something like that, and you know mm. we just have to make sure that. Um, you know, we don't get involved in that unless it's obviously Pangahora emergency housing type of thing. So I think housing is obviously going to be a big one. Yes. Um, the second thing I do want to address is, um, you know, there's been a lot of ram raids. Yes. And uh, people have been. been concerned, obviously, about the crimes. Yes. Who's on the front and, page uh, of the and, paper? Yeah, and you know, we've been in, in touch with the police uh, on a regular basis. Last year, I organised a police community meeting. There was about 400 people who showed up to it in Norton. Yep. And uh, what the police revealed there was that they're changing the model. So uh, way back when there was a national government, they stopped the community police stations. And uh, the police says now, you know, they can't, they just can't bring those community police stations back up because, you know, all that infrastructure has been lost. Mm. But how can, how can they fix it? So one thing they've done is they've now divided Hamilton into five different areas. Yep. And each area has two police officers that actually are getting to know the community. Because unfortunately, you know, Contacting the police sometimes contacting the bank. You know, you get a different person on the phone every time, <laughs> and you don't get those those relationships built anymore. Um, so that's one of the things that the police um, is looking at uh, as well. My understanding is that overall during lockdown, you know, because of people being at home, the crime had decreased overall. Yes. But the type of crime has changed. So you know, because people are at home, there's less residential you know robberies and stuff because mm-hmm. people are working from home. But there's more of these ram raids um, and, you know, attack on businesses. And a lot of these are young people, you know, juveniles. Uh, and even last week I was going to talk to um, the police area commander. I think they uh, arrested 10 people uh, around that. Yes. Um, so the police is, you know, working hard on this. You know, they've obviously been busy because of MIQ and the borders and obviously the protesters as well. Uh, and for us, what we've done is, you know, it's one of the things we talked to the police about and they said was, that often they get, um, you know, the time gets used up by people calling around graffiti, uh, you know, other minor things that they shouldn't be called for. So we've done 30,000 magnets with all the important phone numbers for Hamilton and we're distributing them um, to houses. We've done quite a few, some are still to be delivered. Uh, but the idea is, again, just to help police so people aren't just calling at 111 hotline all the time. Yeah, I know. So, so I guess, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously one of the big issues. There's been, um, we tried to organize another meeting in August last year with the police. Unfortunately, because of lockdown, we couldn't do it. Mm. And since then, you know, it's been quite challenging because they've been busy. Uh, just last month, I met up with um, the police area commander again. And this time, we're looking at doing it virtually. So, you know, whether you live in Dinsdale or whether you live in Bukhari, yep. you can still join in at your time uh, and, and get in on it. So we're just waiting to get a full go-ahead uh, from the police. Um, on that. Um, and then, uh, I guess for the city, other issues are obviously, you know, I think looking forward, once once we are beyond Omicron, how do we revive those businesses as we talked about, you know, center city businesses, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other businesses, and also making sure that people have the staff too, because a lot of people that I hear from are talking about, you know, because staff are either sick or overall, um, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, they're just not able to find staff. Yep. There's a record um, low unemployment, so they're just trying to find the best staff they can. So there's quite a few things that are, that are happening. Yes, we're certainly living in a, a very different sort of age than it was, say, even 10 years ago. 
and uh, with the things going over in uh, the Ukraine and the, where that might lead to as well, and it's certainly affecting our oil prices. Oil prices, and you know, and, and unfortunately, I mean, you know, when oil is affected, diesel is affected, that yep. uh, pushes up prices of everything. And um, and I do appreciate, you know, I've had quite a few constituents talk about how um, things are more expensive now at the supermarket, at the gas station, and how it affects them. Uh, and I was saying the same thing, you know, I, I went to fuel my car a few days ago, and same thing, you know, it's just, it is obviously costing more. Yes. Uh, and I feel, and many of these things are out of control, you know, what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, is obviously having a big effect on us. Yes. But overall, there is a global inflation as well. Look at America. You know, they're, I think they're mm. around 7.9% inflation. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on there. Um, in April, so next month, uh, government will be announcing quite a few measures um, to help ease with this. Good. Uh, including family tax credits. Um, there's a few other things coming around. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the budget as well, uh, which will come out uh, in a couple of months, uh, which will hopefully help uh, with some of these issues that people are seeing. Well, that's really good, uh, Gaurav, and it's been good talking to you. I see our time's running off, and uh, uh, no doubt you've got plenty of things to do, and uh, everything going right, we'll talk to you in two weeks' time. Thanks so much. And for the last flood, so we've still got eight more clinics, constituent clinics uh, yes. in different neighbourhoods. Yes, I know. Um, so if people, want, that's right, so if people want to come in and talk to us, please email us first, because sometimes we get you know more people than... We have time in, in those areas and we're often jumping from one clinic to the other. Yes. So if, if anybody wants to come and talk, we're we are happy for a Correro. Just, uh, just email me, please. Well, certainly in the future, we've got some at Ro Road Street School, uh, the uh, Archers uh, Cafe, and uh, then also in March, you've got uh, um, Kura Hora Otanui and the Bay Shopping Mall. So you've got plenty of things going on there. That's right, yeah. Well, so we're looking forward to um, seeing people there. You go for it, and I'll talk to you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.